And welcome back to Fully Equipped. Jonathan Wall here, joined as always by my brothers in gear, Andrew Tersey from Golf.com, Chris McCormick from TrueSpec. Guys, it's major week. I'm expecting carnage at Kiowa. What about you? <laughs> carnage major at Kiowa, nice. Carnage at Kiowa. That's going to be a headline. Before we dive into this week's gear topics, we wanted to share a message from our official sponsor, Fairway Jockey. From stock to custom shafts, club grips, and more, Fairway Jockey is the destination for the golfer that wants an advantage. Visit fairwayjockey.com forward slash fully equipped for 10% off our spotlight components. That's fairwayjockey.com forward slash fully equipped. This week we'll be adding rangefinder products in honor of the PGA Championship using rangefinders in competition. Fairway Jockey, custom equipment, premium build. Somebody's going to win this thing. I, I think it probably could be close to even. Seriously. I like even. That, I like even. I, I mean, mean, it's seventy eight hundred yards. If if the wind gets up and they play it back, I mean, <laughs> these guys are saying how difficult the course is playing. Seventeen, the par three seventeenth is Diabolical. going to capture a lot of golf balls this week. It's two forty, I think, into the wind. Um, I mean, what are you hitting on that? What are you hitting on that hole? That just to, just to start this off with a little bit of Kiowa talk. What are you guys hitting two forty one into the wind? Are you are you going three wood? Like how much wind are we talking about here? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's let's say let's say a strong like twenty to twenty five. Ooh. <laughs> you hitting driver? I mean, so, so how I mean I'm not aiming it? at the pin. I'm aiming left <laughs> of the pin, taking water completely out of play. Probably duck hooking like a like a driving iron up there and just hope I get it up and down. <laughs> like I'm I'm playing for bogey on that hole. Absolutely. Chris, what are you hitting? That's that's a a healthy three wood. 20, 20, yeah. 25 mile an hour win at two forty. Yeah, that's that's a well struck three wood. <laughs> so, so for for those who've never seen Kiowa before, uh, maybe you didn't see what Rory did to to Kiowa. But was that 2013? twenty thirteen? I think it was twenty thirteen. PGA twenty twelve. PGA 2012? Kiowa. Yeah, I think Kiowa. it was. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. 12. That don't don't expect that this year. I was there. I was there that week. It was. It was. You know, they had some bad weather, but the conditions were pretty benign. This does not look like like that. Kiowa. A lot of the players are just talking about the difficulty this week is going to be because it is so windy, and the the greens are domed, which totally throws off tour pros because you can't flight a you know a four or five iron into the wind. And expect it to hold on a domed green. It's it's gonna it's gonna go rolling off the side and, and down. It's it's gonna be a brutal test this week. I, I'm I'm super excited because we're gonna see a bunch of really good players get humbled. You think the Spieth Slam is coming? You think it's Spieth's week? Maybe. I mean, he's he's a pretty good pick. Okay, let's let's go. Let's I saw go that picks. face, Chris. He said he said no. Yeah, I, I don't what, see. Who, I don't see. Who, who are you taking this week? Let's 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 put our let's put our uh, our chips out there. Well, for our golf.com picks, I did take Patrick Reed. I think it's like a grinders type course, and he also hits a low ball very well. Come on now. Why are you guys doing this to me here? I, I, <laughs> don't, I don't think that's a bad pick. <laughs> I don't think Patrick Reed's a bad pick. He grinds really hard and he Patrick, plays well on the win. Yeah, he hits it low. And he hits the Imagine ball. Dragons. He hits the ball decently far as well. Um I'm in like a a league where you take five picks each week and once you take one, it's off for the next majors. So I have so like, like a one, almost like a one and done. It's a one and done, yeah. yeah so yeah. I have I have Rom, Reed, Victor, obviously, Daniel Berger, pick. Daniel Berger. That's another good one. And Berger Abe is a great win player. 
Berger's yeah. a great win. Yeah. That's a that's a strong that's a strong group right there. For I, a uh, one and done league, I yeah. thought that was a yeah. pretty good five. Like they're all gonna miss sure. the cut, of course, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Berger's sneaky as a sneaky pick this I week. Really I, I like took Hovland. Yeah. Yeah. Berger's good. Yeah, that's a good one. I think one. he finished I, really like uh, I think he finished T two in his last start. He's hot, man. He's yeah, been playing he's, really well. And he is a ball yeah. striker and they keep they all keep saying it's a ball strikers type course. Must yep. be those old tailor-made irons. Preach. It's got to be. Preach, man. Chris, what you got? Man, I – well, now I'm embarrassed to say what my first initial pick was, but I, I really – You throw it. <laughs> <laughs> how, could you, how could you not pick Tiger? I mean, come on. Shout out Tiger. He'll be watching. Yeah. Shout out Tiger. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he tunes into the pod for us. Uh, sure. No, I, I really like that, that burger pick. That's uh, – that makes a lot of sense to me. I really think that's a uh, that's a good one. Great Don't one jinx there. my pick now, Chris. Let's no, not go no, all I'm, in I'm on Burger. He's he's he's, he's shooting behind 80, it. 80. I like it. <laughs> hey, with with how my picks usually work out for majors, it uh, you know that's that seems like a solid one. It's just the yeah. guys at like the top of the list. Kepka's kind of hurt. DJ's kind of hurt. Rory just won, so it's kind of unlikely that he's going to win again. Yeah, I don't I don't like I don't like Rory. Uh, no. We should just clip that out. Jay Wall just says, "I don't like Rory." I don't like Rory. Well, <laughs> I don't. I don't like. I don't like Rory this week. I should say this week. Okay, I like. There Rory. you go. Nice guy. There you go. Now I don't, I don't like Rory this week. I always, you know, I think a lot gets made of guys that are that are playing well, good form. Usually, you know, recent winners, especially if they're big names, it, it tends to to shorten their odds. Um. Rory, you know, he played well that week at Kia because the wind wasn't a major factor. Yeah. It really wasn't blowing that much. He's not a he's not a great wind player. No. You know, he 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 really he succeeds on golf courses where he can just hit these towering approach shots and and attack the par fives with a you know, with a five wood. So I Yeah, I, I wouldn't say Rory's like, like a it. shot maker. I wouldn't categorize him as that. Yeah. Unless he's hitting at washing yeah. machines. <laughs> that's true good yeah, call against back. robots against robots what about bryson um, he hits the ball too high I, yeah i think you know, the, the height that he hits it it's gonna be tough yeah i just i don't know i he doesn't really strike me as the kind of guy who i agree with chris he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's really good at flighting the golf ball um i think he's i think he's got like a really good stock shot and and that tends to work for him, but again, just just to me doesn't strike me as the kind of guy because you're gonna have to get super creative this week. And I'm not saying Bryson's not a creative guy. I mean the things that he does with a golf club, uh, you know, very few golfers on the planet could even do. But it just I don't know for a week like this. I feel like if you're especially with the wind, we've talked about this before on the pod. Wind has a tendency to to really expose players high spin guys you know bryson has struggled with spin especially with his wedges really trying to dial down the spin um especially at his at his high swing speeds you know it doesn't take much to really bump up the spin on on a, on a heel or toe miss i just i don't i don't know he's not the kind of guy this week that i would look at and go yeah uh, i think i think he's got a good chance i think i think he'll he'll play well i, I would expect like a top 20 but I don't think he's going to be in contention to win on Sunday. Has he talked about his process of getting a number in the wind and like deciding on a shot? Cause he's so calculated and everything kind of has its own little equation. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, win to me is always so difficult to calculate. It's not like, you know, we, we've, we've talked about before the testing that he did a few years back at, at, uh, the, at the tour championship where he sat out on the range. I mean, I was there, he sat out on the range with a spray bottle and he sprayed down the golf ball, sprayed down the face. He's trying to, (laughs) he's trying to, to find a number. Wind is, wind is so unpredictable. I mean, you know, it changes a little bit. It's going to be whipping there off the Atlantic. It's, it's difficult to, I think it's difficult to really put up an actual number on that. I I think that's where the creativity comes in. You really have to visualize a lot of these shots. And that's why I, I think a guy like a, um, Another a guy, another guy that I actually really like this week is Tommy Fleetwood. You know, Fleetwood mm. is is a very creative player. Um, really plays well in the wind, flights the ball well. We've seen him do that a lot. Um, kind of seems to be like a stock shot. You know, if you see his finish, he he kind of finishes more, you know, high, but it's not a full finish. It's very it's very much kind of what you'd think of if you were hitting a more of a flighted shot. So I, I like a Fleetwood, somebody again with some creativity because you just, you can't really, can't really work your way around that golf course with like numbers in your head. Like the wind's going to change. Um, you're going to get bad breaks. And, and th- that's why I don't know, like Rom to me, if he has a couple of bad holes, you know, his, does the temper come out and, and do the wheels come off? I don't, I don't know. But it is a major. It is going to test major. The, uh, good. the nerves and the patience. Yeah, and there really isn't like a clear favorite this week. As you mentioned, guys are hurt. Rory just won again, and he, he had gone 18 months without a win. I think it's, I think it's wide open. I think you could totally see a guy come out of nowhere and win this thing. The rough doesn't look like it's up too much, does it? it no, it I, I saw that like video it. with uh, I saw that video with Dylan DeChair. Shout out Dylan and Luke who are out there uh, yeah. grinding. He threw a ball in the rough on on one of the holes. It looked like it was just sitting up. Yeah, I don't think you can really put really penal rough on a golf course like that and with everything else that's going on. I mean, if you had like us open style rough and the, the big giant waste areas around that golf course and the wind and domed greens, I mean, it, it almost, it almost becomes, it almost becomes like, like a circus, you know, it, it, yeah. I think that's when you get guys really, the guys will gripe a whole lot and you don't, you don't want that. You want a tough test. You want, you want the players. No, to no, no. You want, course. you want guys but, to gripe yeah. Jay wall major <laughs> yeah, week, yeah. man. I just make them complain in the post round. Come ugh, on that's like the worst thing. You're, you're a professional golfer. You get paid, you get paid in money for endorsement deals. You are playing for crazy money every single week. Like, I don't feel bad for you. I don't feel bad that the golf yeah. course is, is super <laughs> tough and that you're playing it from 78 and having 240 on a par three into the wind. I don't, I don't feel bad. You just go, go hit the golf ball. I don't want to hear any complaints this week. But again, I want, <laughs> I want a fair, I want a tough that fair golf course. Yeah, tough and fair golf course. Um, okay, so we've talked a little bit about Kiowa, given our picks. Um, I want to talk a little bit about just some of the changes for this week. I was going to hold off for, for a little bit, but since we're talking Kiowa, might as well just talk a little bit about gear changes that we're going to be seeing. Um, a few things that, that stuck out to me, Phil Mickelson is going to be using a Callaway Epic Speed Driver. He was in the Maverick product, but he's going to Epic Speed. Uh, was trying to get some intel on it, and I was told from Garrett Pond, who is Phil's club guy, shout out Garrett, friend of the pod, that... Phil just is hitting bombs. That's it. He's hitting bombs. <laughs> That's it's a good week to hit bombs. So there, there, there's, there's your deep insights on why Phil is changing drivers. Um, the more common change is something that Xander Shoffley talked about. 
He said that he's going to be using a two iron this week. It's actually, people are going, man, two iron. We haven't seen one of those in a while. It's not your standard two iron. It's a Mizuno MP20 HMB. It's the it's the the hollow product that, that they make. We've seen Xander with that. I know he's a Callaway guy, um, but there's something about this Mizuno, you know, two iron that he really likes. And one of the things that was interesting that he did say, and this is kind of what I was just talking about with, you know, flighting shots is Xander has been using a seven wood. And he said that he feels like it's kind of a no brainer to go to a two iron this week. Cause he'd much rather hit an iron into a 240 yard hole than a seven wood. Because if you catch the seven wood at the bottom of the face, as we talked about when you, you're really hitting the ball hard, you know, you have the opportunity to, to increase spin if you're missing it. So he's saying he'd, he'd rather hit it low on the face with a two iron than he would with a, with the, with a seven wood. So I've talked to a couple other reps. They said, yes, there has been a massive run on utility irons this week. Um, I, I said it was going to be course dependent, depending on the wind. That's where you'd either see more hybrids or utility irons. We're going to see a lot more utility irons this week, um, throughout the bag. So not, not a huge surprise there. Um, the other one that I do want to mention this may be my favorite story of the week. Could be my favorite story of the year. Somebody asked Dustin Johnson. <laughs> yes. Which putter he was using. Now, we know. We've been talking about it for a month now. It, yeah. We, we, we covered cover it this. The, we, we covered it this. the first yeah. week <laughs> that he had this new tailor-made TP band in one putter in the bag at RBC Heritage. It has an LAGP shaft. We've talked about it before. No reason to talk about it again, but other people in the golf industry don't know. So she, this this lady just was curious. Hey, Dustin, what putter are you using? And he got really confused initially. He's like, wait, I, what? I didn't hear the question. Like kind of like, wait, what is, what's being asked? The, like what, he got put on the spot. Yeah. yeah, what putter are you using, Dustin? Uh, and he just laughs. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a tailor-made. It's a tailor-made. <laughs> like, tailor it's silver. Yeah. It's a tailor-made and it's silver. Um I just love that like he just he uses the clubs because they work. He doesn't know. I don't even know if he knows how many golf clubs he has in the bag. Um it's What's, just it's Dustin. It's I love it. I just love that interaction there. Like D, DJ doesn't care. He just it, give him the club. If it works great, he'll use it. He doesn't care about the name. He just wants it to perform. What's what's funny is that we know Dustin as a guy who changes clubs maybe more often than like anyone else, week to week, putter and driver at least. Yep. And his, his quote at the end of that little uh, exchange with the reporter was, I really don't like to change clubs ever, but when one's not working, I have to find something else. <laughs> the, the lie detector is going off right yeah. now. It's like, what it's, are you talking it's, about? It's, 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 you know, it's beeping, beeping loudly. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty funny. It, the, the fact that she even said, you know, I know you like to change putters. I know you like to, to you know, try out different putters. Which one Which are you she using? Does. He does. And, and he you doesn't know, maybe, know maybe he, what he's switching to. Maybe he doesn't know. That's the thing. Maybe, maybe he doesn't know. Um, also, on the DJ front, I did see that he is testing still the LEGP driver shaft. Yep. Saw it on Tuesday. That doesn't mean anything. We've seen it. Tursky's seen him test it during the week when he's been out on tour. Um, it doesn't mean anything. It's it Now, if he, come Thursday, if he's using it, then it means something. But right now, he could just be you know still doing more on-course work. So... Are you sure that's, it doesn't mean anything though? Like he has a a shaft in the putter that's LAGP. Now he's testing the driver. Like my alarm bells always start ringing off. Like is there a well, deal coming? Like I don't you know? know. So there, I mean, it's a, it's fair to. I've heard to I've speculate. heard that that uh, that Wayne Gretzky, who's his father in law, right, 
Um, I've heard that Wayne is is a partner in LAGP. So, so smoke. It fire. doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Smoke fire. I mean, they'd probably love to get him in the in the driver shaft. But again, Dustin, that's like one of the one pieces of product for him that we haven't seen him change a whole lot. We've seen him try other driver shafts. We've seen him try Ventus, but the speeder, the Fujikura speeder. I mean, it's been with him since since college. It's yeah. it's it's a piece of gear, kind of like Spieth in, in his double oh nine. You just you you expect these guys on Thursday to show up with with that club in the bag, with that shaft in the bag. For when sure. they don't, it's a big deal. So yeah, I agree with you, Turski. When it when it goes in the putter and then you see it in the driver, you kind of wonder maybe is he is he making a change? Maybe is he going to sign a deal? I mean, they have LAGP. Um, they do have deals. I mean, they have a deal with Bryson. They have um, like a partnership yeah. platform, right? Isn't it? Yeah, they like do. Percentage based, basically. And equity right. share. Yeah, yeah. And I think they I think they've tried to do it with other sports too. Yeah. Where uh, where they've they've tried to get in with other athletes. So. It's, it's an interesting one to watch, but again, we'll see what happens come Thursday, but he is testing. Um, I don't, I'm pretty sure he doesn't even know the name of the shaft. Maybe he knows it's an LGP. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. We'll have to keep um, an eye on it throughout the week, though, because yeah, if he switches yeah. Thursday, he could still switch back Friday. For sure. You know, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he could totally change that. round around at any point. Dustin's, yeah. he's a unique individual when it comes to uh, driver shafts. Yes. Very, very unique. Um, okay. Let's get on to uh, to Biggie this week. I think we're the only ones in the in the industry that have this interview. I think Uh-oh. I think this is this is what you would deem to be an exclusive. This is a big boy interview. This is a big boy interview. It re- it really is. So uh, on Monday, I had the opportunity to talk to Sergio Garcia, one of the best ball strikers in golf history. One of the, yeah, uh, unbelievable ball striker. Um, we've all watched Sergio grow up um, in the professional ranks. And we had the opportunity to interview him. So make sure that you hang on till the end of the episode for the interview. It's definitely worth your time. A lot of fun questions there at the very end of the interview that I asked him. Um, He gave some great answers. Sergio was in a good mood on Monday. And the reason why he was in a good mood is because he resigned with TaylorMade. We we almost never never see tour pros go back from whence they came. This 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 is not a common thing. It happens every every once in a while, but Sergio at the end of 2018 parts ways with with TaylorMade after 15 years, a decade and a half with one manufacturer. I mean, this is this is the you know the same thing as like when Justin Rose parted ways for Honda. Yep. I mean, yep. Rosie had been with with TaylorMade for a while, so it's it's a big deal. He goes to Callaway there for two years. I can't believe he still still didn't really feel like two years, but it was. Um, and then they part ways. And then we see Sergio for the last year and a half as an equipment free agent. And it, it was kind of one of those weird ones where you kind of watched his bag. I mean, Tursky and I did it. He shows up in Abu Dhabi and at the, at the beginning of 2020, he's got a very ping heavy setup. I Still thought he was signing with ping. I mean, so sure. did I, so yeah. did I, I did too. Yeah. I really thought he was, um, because he could play whatever ball he wanted. Cause ping doesn't have a golf ball in it. The mm-hmm. deal made a lot of sense. Um, he plays with the pin gear, has a couple of tailor-made fairy woods, and then you just kind of watch this evolution of his bag setup. He went from very ping-heavy, then you started seeing more tailor-made product in the bag. Then at the Masters, he goes back to P750, which is the same irons that he used when he won the 2017 Masters. And at that point, I started wondering. <laughs> I, 
I really did. I started wondering if he was, was going to go back, and I thought, this is crazy. There's no way that he'll ever go back. Because to me, tour pros, um, they, they have a lot of pride. And it's tough say, to yeah, it's tough to admit. Thing. It's a pride ego thing. It definitely is. Tour Absolutely. pros like you can't be a tour you can't be a tour pro without an ego and without without that kind of ego to really drive you. Like you you think you're one of the best players in the game. You're on the PGA tour. Hell yeah, I'm I'm worth that money to an equipment manufacturer. So to then say, man, I I, I screwed up. I should have saved with TaylorMade. It you know I tried with Callaway. It didn't work out. But for Sergio to, to really, I mean, he he went back and he even said it's. He told me he said it's good to be back, and and he's back with the people that he knows, with those reps. He's back with the gear that he knows, and it, again, it's just something that you don't see very often. It's it's by far one of the the most surprising gear stories of the year for me, and for it to happen the week of a major, it, it to me it feels a lot like when when Rory signed with TaylorMade back in 2017, mm. the week of the Players' Championship. You just don't expect to see free agents announce staff deals the week of a major. Does this so, have anything to do with TaylorMade's recent sale? And I was just question, getting ready to ask that same <laughs> and question. And follow-up question, when Maybe. is Justin Rose, when is Justin Rose resigning? Right? That's that was my that was my next question. Does Rosie see um, does Rosie see like Sergio resign and go? Okay, yeah. I he mean, seems if, if happy Sergio too. Gonna, if Sergio is going to do it, he does. He seems really yeah. happy, and and that that to me is kind of the the one thing that makes me go look. I mean, you you put your pride aside and, and admit that you should have stayed where you were, mm-hmm. and and it happens. But guys chase the money. It, it, that's the thing. Like the money is going to be there sometimes, and. You got to go chase a guaranteed check. That means why, why a lot of guys change, if we're sure. being honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like take the money a, while you a get big, it. Absolutely. A big reason. I mean, yeah. a guy like Sergio, obviously it's great being a, a free agent. You can play whatever you want to play, but he had like 12 tailor-made clubs in the ball in play anyway. So it's like if we can make a deal happen, we might as well. Yeah, so, for sure. Shout out both sides. I hope I hope it works out. I think it will. I, th- I think. I think. You know, this is a big year. I talked to. I talked to Taylor May Tour Rep, uh, Adrian Reedfelt, who we've had on the pod before, another mm-hmm. friend of the pod. Yep. And Adrian told me, and this is something that I didn't really consider, but he said this is a big year for Sergio because think about it, Ryder Cup year, mm. Olympics. So, and you know he wants. You know he wants to play in both. You know he wants to represent his country. You know he wants to represent Europe at the Ryder Cup. And, and so that was something that I did not consider is, is this move is, is kind of connected with, with wanting to just play well. I mean, he's already playing the gear. Now he gets paid to play it. I mean, that's really that. And that was one of my questions I asked him is why, why resign? Like you can play whatever you want. You're, you're playing TaylorMade, but it's just the relationships that he has with TaylorMade and just kind of feeling like he's back in the family. You know, that's, what, that's important. And he gets paid. What do you so. think this deal looks like? Like, is this a lifetime deal? Because if he just signed like a year contract, that that would kind of be weird. I feel yeah, like it would I be one of those things like, okay, let's just lock Sergio in for like the remainder of his golf career. He's still going to go on to do great things and, you know, he'll be yeah. a legend in the game. Yeah. I, I think that would be kind I of smart at TaylorMade. For sure. I, I could see it maybe as like one of those deals where it's like a multi-year deal, maybe like two or three years, and then it just becomes like a rolling renewal like every year. Okay. Just both sides agreeing yeah. like, Hey, we want to keep you, we want to keep you around. You know, again, you've got a presence over in Europe. You're, you're one of the biggest names in the sport. 
let's just kind of keep it as a rolling deal. But then at that point, they don't have to commit to, you know, another three to five or, or whatever. They just, you know, keep them on board because they, they've had this longstanding relationship with them for a while. But yeah, that's a good question. I, I had actually thought about that a little bit, but that's, I could see it like that multi-year and then go like every year renewal. I say lock them up. Lock him up. He's happy with TaylorMade. Depends, depends, he'll, he'll probably depends on what the number him. is. Depends on what the number is. Although although TaylorMade uh, is is worth a little bit more than they were when when Adidas sold them. Yeah, they got some walking. <laughs> they got some walking around money for sure. I mean, what is I, you know we didn't talk about this last week, and and we'll we'll keep going on the pod. But um, this is not me taking it off the rails. But I did wonder last week. What do you think Adidas is thinking when they mm. see the news that that mm. they just. Mm-mm. That, that the company that they sold for 425 just sold for, you know, anywhere between 1.6 and 1.8, depending on who you believe. That's like you really got to be confident in the decision that you made you, four you, years you ago go, and just go stick for a with walk? it. It's like, I know you, why we sold. Yeah. You just got to stick with that. Do you go, that do you one's just go for a, a walk? Do you, do you kick the dog? I mean, it's like, it does have, it has to hurt. It has no to animal hurt. abuse. No animal abuse. It's just, just a, just a saying, but uh, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be frustrated. You really do. Very frustrating. Um, yeah. Anyway. I can't imagine what they're thinking over there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it had to be a lot. Anyway. So going from Sergio again, we've got the interview. We're the only ones who I, I believe have the interview as, as part of their equipment podcast and, uh, and make sure you listen to it. It's a good one. Let's, uh, get on to, I mean, we talked a little bit about, I was, I was going to have us talk a little bit more about gear changes last week. Um, there was, there was a little bit going on. I mean, Spieth was the biggie and, and I don't know, it doesn't really feel like it's that big of a deal. I mean, he stayed, he stayed in the same golf ball, um, going from, from an older V one X into the, into the new version, uh, for, for Spieth, it's the same thing we've heard a lot of pros say it's just better greenside spin. He actually said that, uh, other than the greenside spin, he said that the ball is very similar to the one that he was playing previously. And he actually likes that. The fact that it, there's not a whole lot of differences in the, the mid and the short irons in particular. So Spieth in the new golf ball, he played good last week, T9 in his first full event with the golf ball. Um, Matt Kuchar changed putters, uh, kind of an interesting one. He actually was testing a couple of center shafted putters, uh, a couple of Bettinardis, and uh, looks like he was in a Bettinardi Nova. But it's it's a prototype with a single bend shaft. I've, I don't think I've ever seen this one before from Cooch. It's definitely not his like Cooch arm lock putter. This is more kind of a winged putter, kind of similar, I'd say, like design wise to like the TaylorMade TP banded one. I mean, it's the same styles like a number seven from Odyssey. You you've seen it before. So he's testing Daniel Berger, as we talked about earlier. He switched drivers last week. Another guy who's now in the Titleist TSI. So he's uh, he's making the the change in driver. So that's that's an interesting one. But again, not a ton going on last week. You know, a few changes here and there. But you just you know, again, always want to give you the news of, of what's going on, and that's kind of what we've got. So hey, Chris, I got a quick from, question. Quick question, yeah. real quick. Who is a center shafted putter right for? Like, what kind of stroke is that good for? The center shafted putters, it. I mean, it really kind of depends on optical perception and also just kind of release pattern. I usually will put center shafted putters into guys that add lofted impact and also that 
kind of players that struggle with maintaining consistency with face angle through impact. So more often than not, yeah, probably the guy that likes to see uh, or that needs something that draws their attention towards the leading edge uh, players that have a tendency to struggle with facial awareness at address and then also returning it to impact and players that have a tendency to add a little bit of loft is kind of more often than not the demographic I go with for a center shafted putter. Are they like way less forgiving than a normal hosel? No, I wouldn't say they're way less forgiving at all. Okay. I think that's kind of a perception is that you hit it way out on the heel, way out on the toe because the shafts in the center, it kind of twists open more. Not true. No, I wouldn't say that's true. Okay. Just want to clear it's that an interesting, one up. It's an interesting combo though. The, the center shafted with uh, with an arm lock. Yeah, it is. That, that is interesting. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll see if that one ever goes in play. He had a couple of them built up. but again, He's bouncing Kuchis, around a lot, man. Yeah, he's bouncing Ooh. around a lot. Searching. Different, different Searching for something. There. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he, he went to the DJ school of, of putters, <laughs> just, just using anything and everything under the sun right now. Um, all right, so let's go from gear changes, recent gear changes, to the product spotlight for this week. We're taking a look at Cobra's new line of putters. That's That one still just feels odd to say. <laughs> Cobra, Cobra is not – they haven't come out with putters in, I mean, years. years it's been years a little while. It's been, been a little while, and uh, they came out with a couple of really cool new putters, the King 3D printed and the King Vintage. Yeah, uh, Tursky, you got the rundown on these. What's uh, what, what do uh, listeners need to know about these putters? Yeah, so there's two different lines, which can kind of be confusing, I guess. But we got the King 3D printed, which uses 3D printing. If you remember with the uh, the Super Sport 35, the limited edition ones that came out in 2020, they kind of used 3D printing, um, but they were using metal. So they kind of teamed up with with HP and Parmatech and. Um, they were using 316 stainless steel as part of their 3D printing in those heads. With these new heads, they're using a nylon material. So instead of the metal jet, HP's metal jet technology, they're using the multi-jet fusion printing process. And so this, uh, <coughs> this lattice structure, it's kind of a fence-like structure. It sits at the middle of these heads, of the 3D printed heads. And basically that removes unwanted weight from the center. So you can get that perimeter nice and heavy um, around to boost that MOI, boost forgiveness. And there's three head models there. And then um, then you got the vintage series putters, which are like way different. If the 3D printed putters are the new age, you got the vintage that's kind of for the traditionalists. And they're 304 stainless steel with, you know, typical answer style heads, um, classic mallets kind of like the number seven fanged model and all the putters have the sick the sik uh descending loft technology which is basically the putter face has more loft at the top of the putter less loft at the bottom so the goal being whether you hit up or down on the putt the um the face is going to deliver with the same consistent loft either way so pretty cool stuff from from Cobra. Got two different lines for two different audiences, and those hit retail on June fourth. Yeah, they're uh, they're already out in play. We've we've seen Jason Duff with the uh, King 3D printed the Agera. 
I love that the names of these putters are all like super high in sports cars. <laughs> I know. Like Diagira is like what like half a million bucks. Uh, Supernova, another Grand Sport thirty five. I mean, these are all these are all like super high in sports cars. I love that they're connecting it to the putters. They, Cobra's the got putters good taste. Mean. The putters look mean. Like they've got yeah, a really man. cool look. They uh, they match a, a little bit with the with the woods. They have the black with that uh, kind of like a neon yellow, neon yellow, neon green. Yeah, that kind of uh, rad the, speed green. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. It, it they look cool. They've they've just again the design is very futuristic, kind of like a concept car a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. And again, as you mentioned, the, the sick face technology they partnered up with sick. This is kind of the natural progression of of this deal, you know, building putters together, but also using something that's really put sick on the map. That that descending loft technology has been a game changer for Bryson and. I'll be curious to see what uh, what what recreational golfers think about these putters, and if you know, putters to me, the putter like market is a lot like golf balls, where a lot of the same manufacturers kind of have the market cornered. You know, in golf ball, it's Titleist, and everybody else seems to kind of be fighting for second place. Putters to me, maybe a little bit more wide open, just because you've got Odyssey and you've got Ping. Um, you know, TaylorMade has has the Spider. You got Scotty Cameron in there. And so but many different price points too. You know, yeah, that's such a big points, thing with putters because yeah, people like yeah. buying multiple putters, so they don't necessarily want to go like all yeah. in with one. You yeah. know, and these these aren't these aren't cheap. Um, again, just because of all the technology that's going into to the putters, especially the the 3D printed. The, you know, I think they're three forty nine though. I mean, that's not that's yeah, not crazy. That's still, I, I, well, okay, you're right. I mean, considering what like what's for the market. inside these putters, I agree. Like, it, but for for the average golfer, I still think they're going to be like, oh, three fifty for a putter. You know, that's a lot. Until you, I think once you see them, we've got pictures up on golf.com. Turski wrote the big first look on on all the putters. It's uh, it's a great rundown if you want more details. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on in these putters. The the price definitely justifies the tech. But again, golfers see a big number and it's not on a driver, and they're all like, what the heck. It's a lot of money to spend on one golf club, and you just you kind of oh, yeah. have to like show them what's really inside the putter. I mean, there again, like I said, there's a lot going on. It is a big number to uh, to drop on a putter. Like I, I feel people who, uh, you know, who spend a lot at retail on on putters. Yeah. You know, because I like yeah. having I like having a, a living room full of ten putters where I could just like put around you know you what do. i mean i mean and you just on, go back to your old, your old santa fe beater exactly every time. exactly i test putters <laughs> in the living room they never make the cut and i just go with the santa fe beater yeah, yeah santa fe beater santa fe beater for the win it doesn't work it's gonna he's gonna he's gonna have uh 35 putts but hey it looks good it's all but matters. that is what's great about a fitting is that you can go somewhere and try like 20 if you want to all different shafts and grips and yeah for um, sure and head styles and really see like because you don't know what a putter is going to look like and feel right. like until you have it in your hands and you're looking down at it and you're setting up and see how it aligns and how it sits and yeah, I don't know. Does, putters is putters Chris, is tough. Chris is is True Spec going to have Cobra in the Matrix, the putter Matrix? Uh, we were working on adding a couple more Cobra skews, so not sure yeah. what's going to make kinda, the final cut. I and mean, everything yeah. has to be kind of cohesive for uh, Club Connects. But the that's uh, true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I, so I, the, didn't, I didn't. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Club Connects. So, 
Um, well, hopefully, hopefully true specs going to get some, so you can go over there and, and go through a putter fitting as like Tursky said, work through a whole bunch of different putters and, and see what works. That's really the only way to do it. I mean, a lot of the tech in these putters are going to, you know, they fit a lot of different stroke types and, and playing abilities, <clears throat> but at the end of the day, you got, you got to go try them. So find, find a place that that's got, you know, at least a, a mallet and a blade version of these and, and take them for a spin. But yeah. Really excited to to get a lefty version in my hands. I haven't had a chance to, to roll any putts with this, um, so I'm just kind of looking at the golf club longingly and wondering what it feels like coming off the face. Tursky's had a chance <laughs> to test them. I'm pretty jealous. Yeah, but uh, but that's that's nothing new. I mean, I I'm I'm always getting the you know the the table scraps. I I don't I don't ever get to get a seat at the big boy table. Life is a lefty, man. Like hanging out, <laughs> wait, waiting for somebody to toss me a scrap so I can uh, go out and test it. Maybe maybe offer a little bit of feedback. Why don't you switch yeah. over to righty, dude? I already take, have enough trouble. I already have enough trouble playing lefty. I don't. I don't <laughs> need to make this game any more any more difficult than it already is. <laughs> I, speaking I'm, of, I'm good. Uh, thank you. <laughs> speaking of stuff you don't get to don't get to hit don't get to test. Uh, Tursky, I've got oh, uh, go. got my hands on some Callaway tour heads. Mm. The uh, the whole line of triple diamond stuff. So no I've way. got the. Uh, Got the triple diamond, got the triple diamond LS, and have the uh, the tour exclusive. Guys, I'll see you diamond. later. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop off this <laughs> Jay, Zoom now. Jay Wall's logging I'll, off. I'll see ya. I'm done. I'm hitting those, Chris. Let, the, uh, let me know. Let me know when I can hit them. And well, uh, I also, I'll bring I'll bring the four. Yeah, let, let them know for sure. I'll bring the GC quad out there. Let's get some numbers, man. I Share have with the people. elusive uh, triple diamond DS. So the uh, the DS is the the hardest one to get your hands on. And I just happen to have a couple of those. That's we'll the one. To, Leash, uh, that's the one Leishman has in the bag. We'll have to do some, some testing that when I get back to Scottsdale, because oh, I haven't man. had a chance That'd to hit them. Yet. They're sitting in plastic, no testing done with them yet. I'm absolutely game. Whenever you yeah, come back, it. I think you're in a, in Colorado or something like that right now. I'm in Colorado now. I, I don't was, even know where Chris, where Chris ever is. He he's all he's all over the, uh, the I'm, map. I'm he's, not going to lie to you guys. I, he does the MVP in a hotel room and... Yeah, he does everything. <laughs> he's the MVP. Seriously, I'm, and I'm not just saying that because he's he's a co-host on this pod. But but Chris is the MVP of True Spec. He he's he's doing fittings. He's getting True Specs up and running in different states. Um, yeah, somebody should give him a raise. <clears throat> but. Uh, <laughs> Wish I, I could do I it. I can't, that. but I, I can't. appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just <laughs> throwing it out there for you, Chris. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I got your back any day of the week. Yeah, we'll um, champion anyway, for you. That's right. That's right. So I think that, that'll do it for this week's Gear Spotlight. And with that, I think it's time to get into this week's interview, don't you think, guys? Let's do it. Let's do it. It's so a good one. We, we got Sergio, 2017 Masters champion. Again, one of the greatest ball strikers of all time. Talking about his uh, return to TaylorMade. Which gear era he enjoyed the most? I think you'll be surprised to hear. What does his club collection look like? It's a great interview. Enjoy it. So as an equipment-free agent, you had the ability to play whatever you wanted. What was behind the decision to sign a deal with TaylorMade as opposed to continuing on using the gear without a contract? Well, it's quite simple. Um, you know, I, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been a free agent for just about a year and a half and I've been able to play whatever I wanted and you know funny enough I, I ended up with with playing the telemate ball and playing I think it's about 11 to 12 telemate clubs so that kind of showed me that you know I ended up going back to to where I've 
been the most comfortable throughout my career, which was playing with Telemade. And, you know, we uh, we obviously, uh, the guys at Telemade realized that and, and we started talking and, and seeing if there was a possibility to, to do something. And it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, it's, it's nice to be back with, uh, with the Telemade family because I've been there uh, for 15 years and uh, obviously that... Uh, that is something that uh, is not that easy to do, and and obviously there was a good connection there. So uh, we're we're excited to to be back together. You know, I don't think many people realize that you were the first TaylorMade staffer to use the tour preferred red ball all the way back in 2006. Is it fair to say that the ball played a pretty significant role in your decision to rejoin TaylorMade? And how much has your ball testing process changed over the years? Uh, yeah, without a doubt, uh, ball is is the most important thing. Obviously, the woods are are massive, but uh, the ball is the most important part of equipment uh, that can help you or hurt you, uh, depending what uh, if you play the right or wrong ball. So, uh, so that's that's obviously a big part of it. And uh, I've always, um, you know, since I think 2006, I've always been very uh, very happy with uh, with the telemate ball and and all the work they've done and and uh, the work the work we've done together and the testing and everything so it's um, you know it's exciting and uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to it the 2021 TP5X was was really the first piece of telemate equipment that you put back in the bag new gear what what was the testing process like for you with that golf ball and, and what did you see compared to the ball you were playing at the time that made you feel like it was it was a ball that you wanted to put in the bag? Well, um, I think that uh, when it comes down to golf balls, they all have um, they all have something special. I think uh, the te- the Telemed ball, um, both the TP, TP5 and the TP5X, I think they're very good balls on the wind. Um, I think that... Uh, uh, throughout the last few years, they've improved uh, probably around the greens. They weren't quite as as uh, as good as some of the other the other ones might have been, but uh, they definitely improved a lot on that. Uh, and I I felt it, uh, you know, the last uh, the last couple of years when I was playing uh, when I was still playing with Telemade and and obviously the last year year and a half. Uh, so so that is uh, you know that is that is that is a big thing to. Uh, uh, to be able to achieve and and TaylorMade obviously they've uh, kept working hard at it and uh, and they've you know they've come out with uh, with two really good balls um, golf balls and you know I'm I'm excited to uh, to play them um, you know I, the thing is I don't think you can go wrong with either of them uh, TP5 or the TP5X obviously I've done very well with TP with the old TP5 and um, you know I might I might go back to to playing the TP5, not the old one, but the new one. Um, and, you know, I've been playing a TP5X, which is also a, a, a really great ball. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things that uh, it's like uh, when they ask you, who do you love more, your dad or your mom, you know? So uh, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> they're both great. And, uh, you know, it's difficult to, to go wrong with either. You know, I've talked to, to plenty of pros who, tell me that that they work they start around the green putting chipping um kind of and working their way back i know i know tiger has told me he's done that before how how do you how do you do that do you start around the green when you're kind of testing the golf ball is is there one shot that you need to be able to see executed with a ball that makes you say okay 
this is worth testing further, maybe putting in play for competition? Yes, I think it's I think it's a combination. Obviously, um, yeah, it's uh, around the green is very important. It's very important that uh, that you feel like you can do a lot of things around the green with the with the wedges. Uh, obviously, it has to sound and feel feel good coming out of the putter. But uh, but most uh, but most importantly, around the greens, it's it's important to to feel like you can hit different shots with your with your chip shots with your. Uh, 30, 40, 50, 60 yard shots, uh, consistency when it comes down, um, you know, 120, 130 yards in. Um, but then you have to you have to keep going back because, you know, you might have a ball that it's reacting great there, but then you then you get to the driver and and it's spinning way too much, and then you're losing you're losing 15, 15 yards uh, on, on every drive because uh, instead of managing to get that uh, those numbers around, I don't know, 2,000 RPMs or 2,100 RPMs, you know, that this thing is going 27, 2,800. And, um, you know, instead of carrying it 310, you're carrying it 295 or 290. So you can't, nowadays, you can't give away that much because everyone else, it's hitting it so much farther and, and better uh, that if um, if you're giving up that much, then uh, you're going to struggle to to make it up. So I, I spoke last week to TaylorMade Tour Rep Adrian Reedfelt, who I know you know really well, and he told me you are his go-to when it comes to getting initial feedback on new equipment because you give incredibly detailed feedback. Have you always enjoyed the, the testing process when, process when it comes to new equipment? Yes, I do, and I think, I think it's probably. Um, I mean, obviously speaking for for them, but I think it's probably because of how much of a field player I am. You know, I can I can feel I can feel a lot by by just hitting a couple of shots with uh, with a new driver or a new or a new golf ball or a new iron something like that. And you know, like if you ask them, you know, I'll hit three or four balls, and I would say, okay, I think I think we can work with this or or it's like no chance you know this this thing is coming exactly uh, totally the wrong way that uh, that it should for me and and it's uh, it's not going to work so we got to we got to find something something different so um <clears throat> i don't know i guess i guess uh, they obviously like that and um you know it, it helps them also uh, kind of improve on on what they with my feedback and stuff on, on what they, what they're making. What have you learned about equipment from all of the, the great mentors that you've had throughout the years or any, are there any pieces of advice that they've given you that have, that have stuck with you over your career? Not really. I think, um, I mean, I think that, uh, at the end of the day, it's just a matter of, for me, it's personal feel. So everyone, everyone has their, their way of doing it. And, you know, I'm not saying that uh, my way is the is the right way, but it is the right way for me. So it's what is what works. But it doesn't mean that it might be the right way for uh, for a guy that you know swings different than me, or is not as much of a, 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 as much as a, a, as much of a field player like as I am. So um, you know, everybody everybody has their own way of doing it, and. Uh, you know, that's, uh, this is the way I, uh, I feel like it works best for, for me. And, and as a, a, a player who prioritizes feel 
so highly when, when you're testing. How, how do you kind of weight in launch monitors? Do, do you use them at all? Um, do you see value in, in the numbers or is it really just about feel at the end of the day? Yes, there's definitely uh, there's definitely value, um, and and I use I use them now a lot more than I used to, um, without a doubt. Uh, when I was coming out and and the balls were different stuff, <clears throat> it was uh, it was a lot more feel and 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 seeing the ball doing exactly uh, what you were doing. But at the same time, I still have that. You know, I still I still need to. My feel and what I see has to match up. Uh, if it doesn't match up, then um, then it's it's impossible. You know, there's some guys out there that that hit it, and you know they're like, okay, so that was whatever half a degree open this and this and that and that, and and they forget about you know what what did I feel like I did uh, when I was when I was doing that swing. So um, I think uh, when it when it comes down to testing for me there's not i don't i don't need to use as many numbers uh, and it's more what i feel that i'm doing what i feel my body's doing and and my hands and and the club and then uh, and then seeing launch angle spin uh spin rate uh, obviously carry distance and and maybe a little bit of spin axis and and that's and that's that's about it you know i don't i don't get into too much of the other stuff because because I don't want it to be too much in my head. You know, I still wanna I don't want to lose that feel that it's it's what has made me uh, the the kind of player that I am. With with the Olympics and the Ryder Cup occurring this year, I, I know 2021 is an important one for you. Do you plan to test any equipment in the coming months, or are you waiting until the off season to make any any adjustments beyond the golf ball? No, I mean there's there's not many things that, that I need to that I need to change to be totally honest because uh, I'm pretty much playing everything that uh, that I need to play. I mean we're obviously uh, I played uh, I played the new sim too a little bit at the beginning of the year. I obviously went back to the sim, but uh, but we uh, we tested a little bit last week and uh, there were a couple. There were a couple of drivers, uh, a couple seemed to max drivers that uh, that felt pretty good, uh, and uh, you know we're just going to try to confirm within uh, you know the next uh, couple of weeks or so to to see if if it uh, if it's really you know working the way it feels like it's working, and uh, and if it feels good and and works good, I'm I'm. I'm quite easy when it comes down to those things, and you can you can ask anyone to tell me. You know, I was I was always one of one of the first, or if not the first guy to uh, to put new equipment in play uh, as as long as it felt it felt right. So, um, you know, I'm not I'm not afraid of that. You're one of the best ball strikers in the history of the game, but I'm sure some might be surprised to see that you actually play a set of tailor-made P750 cavity backs over a set of blades. Can can you discuss why you prefer? Kind of that look of a of a smaller cavity back over, say, like a P7 MB muscle back. Well, um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I've been back and forth. I played, I played some, uh, I played blades, and and obviously the the 750s. You know, I've done very well with them. I won the Masters with them. I, the I, Masters with them, yeah, yeah, yeah. And not only that, but I won many other tournaments with them. So, but I I feel like they're not. I don't know. To me, they're not like true cavity clubs. You know, they they have a little bit of cavity, but they feel they pretty much feel like a blade, and they fly they fly like a blade. 
So, um, because the, the problem that I've had in the past testing when, um, you know, when I've, when I've gotten uh, cavity bags is that I, I spin the ball too much. Uh, and then, you know, I would, I would struggle big time uh, when it was a little bit into the wind, you know, getting, getting my yardages. So, um, but uh, with the 750s, I didn't feel like that was, that was, a, a, that was ever a problem. So, um, I don't know. I think, uh, I think they're, uh, you know, I think they have something hidden in there, uh, and uh, they're not like a they're not like a true cavity cavity back uh, kind of club. Even though they look a little bit like it, uh, they feel more like a like a blade. So, so I gotta I gotta ask, what does your club collection look like, and and what do you do with all the golf the golf clubs that you don't use anymore? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, a lot of them, um, uh, some of them, have uh, have signed and and give to auctions um drivers and woods and not so much irons but uh driver uh, drivers woods and um uh, and putters and stuff like that uh some of them i give to to friends uh a lot of them my dad has them uh, in in uh, in his in his shop uh, back in spain so um a little bit uh, a little bit of everything and and then you know a couple uh, here and there, a couple of clubs that, like for example, the eight iron in at, uh, at Augusta uh, from 17. It's it's obviously at Augusta, and and a couple of the tournaments that I won, uh, we've we've given we've given clubs uh, for them to uh, um, you know to show, I guess. So the equipment landscape has changed a lot uh, since you've been a professional. What what do you think's been the most impactful equipment innovation? Over the span of your golfing career, um, I think the ball is has been the biggest change. Uh, there's no doubt that the woods the woods have, have gotten a lot better. Uh, I don't think I mean the irons uh, they've they've improved, but it's probably the thing that has stayed the most uh, consistent when it comes down to to change. Um, but uh, without a doubt, I think the golf ball would be number one uh, is the one that's made the biggest the biggest impact. And then would be the woods, uh, driver and paywood woods. Last question for you: What what era of golf equipment has been your favorite? Persimmon, the '90s, or now? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, I mean, I obviously I was I didn't play persimmon that long because I was too young. Um, I uh, I'm not gonna lie. I liked I liked the '90s. And very early 2000s because I felt like uh, I felt like you uh, if you were a creator uh, if you were a, a guy with imagination and stuff you could do so you could do a lot more uh, with the golf ball than than you can now I mean now uh, the golf ball is is great but it's it's um, you know it's, it's definitely you can't do as much as you you were like I felt I feel like um, in those days, in the 90s and, and very early 2000s, you you have to think your way around a lot more than than you do now, um, because uh, a miss a miss hit was going offline a lot a lot more than it does now. And the ball was going shorter, but it was also spread a little bit more. So so you had to uh, you know you had to think your way around and and um, you know you had to uh, use your your ability a lot more than than you might now. 
That's great. I love that answer. Sergio, thanks so much for the time and congrats again on rejoining TaylorMade. All right. Thank you. And that'll do it for episode 91 of Fully Equipped. If you're looking for more from us, hit us up on Twitter. We're at fully underscore equipped. And on Instagram, we're at fully equipped golf. See you next week. <laughs>